Hello there, folks. Welcome in. Episode 218 of the Get Around Podcast. We are here and ready to record 218, which 218 is the, and I said I would do this last week, so I did it again this week. Every week we'll uh, figure out what the area uh, code is. This is, 218 is the area code in uh, northern Minnesota, so Duluth. I happen to have some relatives up there. Uh, who run a bed and breakfast in Duluth, Minnesota. So I've only been to this state of Minnesota once. Yeah, I drove through like the southern part of it once. I was in Minneapolis for a journalism convention in college. So got mm-hmm. to go to the Mall of America, and they've got like, I think it's the country's largest Target <laughs> superstore there. Make, makes sense, I it's guess. Like, I, think it's, I think it's like two or three floors. I knew that I had to take, and it, it's huge. It's like a target that's a mall or at least it used mm-hmm. to be i don't know if that's the case um i just can't imagine going into that target and leaving with anything less than a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff just because it seems to be the the case whenever i go into a target although i did go into a target recently to find uh jiffy corn muffin mix and those are only like I don't know, seventy-five cents a, a box, and I left with just those two things. So I was pretty proud of myself for walking into Target and getting just those two things. Um, but yeah, here we are, episode two eighteen of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host Brendan Queeley. Joining me is senior sports writer James Cook. Hello. How's your weekend? Other than uh, your wonderful Saturday afternoon slash evening of losing uh, two and a half hours worth of work. Yeah, that was that was exciting. Exciting, great. or or uh, rage-inducing. Uh, both. Yeah, because after the after the rage uh, subsided, then I had to quickly rewrite basically the entirety of the prep roundup, which was ended up being like ninety inches long. Yeah, I got a text from James, and I can't remember where I was because I didn't respond to you right away. Uh, I was. I'm sure I was dealing with something, and it was, I, I just saw that it was like two hours worth of work down the drain, and I went, oh my god, what happened? And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I had a little uh, a miscue misfire with our... Um, Technical hiccup? Yeah. that uh, Semi-self-induced? Caused you to lose about two and a half, two, two and a half hours worth of work, but uh, you rallied, came back strong. Um, there wasn't much that was wrong or misspelled uh, I found when I went through and and looked at it I'd already done it once <laughs> Jake our, uh, <laughs> our our former uh, fearless host of the podcast Jake Atnep he told me once of losing an entire Sunday centerpiece feature that oh he had yeah written. I think I remember that like on and he was writing it on and he was Saturday. writing it on Saturday and he had spent the entire week working on it and then he told me he lost he he lost it on Saturday, and he had to rewrite it in what forty five minutes. I can't remember. And what he was, but said that he lot. thought it was better than the original version. Probably because so. just stream of consciousness. Sometimes, well, that yeah. Point, sometimes you're like, oh, yeah. You can be a little more succinct and down to the point. And then you just you're in a flow of writing, right? Mm-hmm. And so you you get into that flow of writing where you're not always just looking at. Not disturbed by quotes like or being notifications on your phone from Game Changer. Yeah. Um, so we've got we've got a good show for you here on episode 218. We have already had our guests here in in the podcast studio, and that is Traverse City Central golfers and hockey players, Shay Harmison and Cam Peters, both from from the number two ranked Traverse City Central golf team. Yeah. Uh, one again today out at the uh, Traverse City Country Club, and you'll hear. Uh, Shea shot uh, 71, yeah. which is 10 strokes better than my best round ever. And he seemed fairly blasé about it. He's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, whatever. Even par. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I was, I, I, in the in the interview, I ask him if he is a scratch golfer, and he says basically, and then he tells me what his handicap is. You'll want to listen to what he says his handicap yeah. is, because yeah, I don't because think I've a, ever. Because there's a decimal point in yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard someone refer to their handicap like that. Um, but uh, it's it's a great interview. We have another round of heads up that we do with them. I think you know. I think what I'm gonna do uh, 
next week or in the weeks that follow. I know that we still need to do the Hot Ones Challenge. We need to get by that. I, well, I was at Walmart over the weekend getting uh, lunch meat. I should have uh, checked in the frozen section to see if uh, they have the Hot Ones Challenge bag there. It's in the but frozen section? Yeah. comes frozen? It well the challenge itself so it's a bag that comes with like boneless chicken nuggets basically and then three sauces mm-hmm. uh, a, a like the eat the their basic classic hot sauce then one of the like mild or mid tier not mild one of the mid tier hot sauces uh, and then their hottest hot sauce and so. We get we would have three, and I mean that seems better. I got some other ones at home I could bring. You know, yeah, if you want. and that just seems better than you dropping what is it, one hundred and forty dollars on the all, yeah, all ten pretty, hot it's, sauces. It's pretty ridiculous. I'm gonna yeah. do that, but I was thinking I we might. Um, I'll see if there are like super spicy chips, and you know I can buy some of those, and we can do that. Oh, I got other hot sauces at home I could bring. And, uh, I think one of the things that I want to do is I want to give them, like, uh, basic third-grade math problems <laughs> and see if, while their brain is on fire, they can they can do those things. Mm-hmm. I think that would be kind of fun. So, um, but, yeah, or, we... Or play heads-up in between rounds. Oh, my gosh. We can combine heads-up and... And hot ones. Uh, and hot ones. That would be... Hots up. <laughs> Hots up. I like it. Uh, so we've got uh, Shay and Cam coming up a little bit later uh, in the show. Uh, we will get into our Get Around Hall of Fame. We're going to put three in this week. Uh, we're going to have two players from the same team get in. I've decided that's uh, that's what I'm going to do this week. Then we'll get into our uh, Duo Lipa and set up our ideal Game 7 championship winning moment for uh, your or our favorite team since on Sunday we had three game sevens. Uh, what was that? Bucks, Celtics, Mavs, Suns, and then what was the Stanley the Cup one? one. Uh, Penguins and Rangers. Uh, a very exciting day of sports uh, on this past Sunday. But I thought to kind of get things moving on this, we would just go through some of the things that are happening right now uh, here in the sports world in northern Michigan. And uh, first one that I wanted to bring up and – is Traverse City Central Baseball. We'll talk about Traverse City Central Golf a little bit uh, a little bit later. But uh, Traverse City Central Baseball uh, over the weekend had some big wins uh, against uh, Grand Blank and Forest Hills Eastern. Really enjoying that get-around bump. Uh, but I also I don't know if the get-around bump is more a product of the fact that we just have guests on that are currently successful, and then they just continue that success. It might help. It does. But yeah. we'll take credit for what we can. Yeah, we're not bringing in... We're like, shameless. We're not bringing in, like, you know, Ofer teams or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, they had some big wins and uh, continue to just play good, solid baseball and, and winning close games. Yeah, I mean, they beat the two of the top-ranked teams in the entire state um, against uh, Grand Blank. They won that game... Um, who's ranked number one in Division Two? They won that game eleven to two, or eleven to six. Sorry, and then they beat number two ranked in Division One, Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern, four to two. That's Forest Hills Eastern's first loss of the season. Yeah, they're they were twenty six and one. Yeah, yeah, first loss of the entire season. Uh, Grand Blank, I think, has lost four. You know, but they had just beat TC West on Friday night. Right. In another game, so a uh, pretty impressive pair of wins, and and Traverse City Central didn't even, I mean, they used their top arms, but they didn't let them go more than about four innings or so, mm-hmm. so that they could be able to turn around and use them again midweek this week. Um, so you know, I don't know, I don't know what pitchers the other team was using or anything, but it's still impressive to beat the number one and number two teams in the state in the same tournament to win that tournament. Traverse City Central as as a whole right now seems super successful in, in all of the spring sports, right? Track and field, they're doing quite well. We see what the TC United is doing in lacrosse. I know that's a co-op of TC Central and mm-hmm. TC West, but still, you've got those TC Central players on, on that team. 
we know what Traverse City Central Golf is doing. Uh, and then we see what Traverse City uh, Baseball is doing. We see what Traverse City Central Their softball tennis, team is pretty good, too, and what, tennis is pretty tennis good is as well. Tennis just yeah. like rolled through the BNC Championships uh, last week, winning eight of the or seven of the eight uh, championship flights. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a good time to to be a Trojan. I, yeah, I think the, the the only one that we left out was was soccer, and I think they're an above five hundred team, girls soccer. Yeah, um, you know they're a, a competitive team there too. So yeah, I mean overall they're just they're they're rocking spring so far. Also here in the sports world in Northern Michigan, uh, we found out last week that the what is it the they're changing their identity. For a single game, and they've settled on a name, the Traverse City Pittsbitters, which alternate already identity has night. alternate identity night. They already have one of the more interesting names uh, of you know, kind of the the minor league baseball scene. Um, uh, they might not be up there with the uh, what are they, the Flying Squirrels, um, but uh, mm-hmm. they're they're the. There's a lot of weird names now. Yeah, who are the? Aren't there the? There are There's the Trash Pandas. Right. There are a lot of good the names bananas. out there. The bananas. The Savannah Bananas. Uh, the Burlington Sox, right? Or something like that. Burlington. I'm they used to be the Bees at one point. Okay. Burlington Bees. Yeah. But I, I think they changed. So the Pittsbitters. There's uh, a lot of weird names. Uh, yeah, they revealed last week that they are going to be, for one game, they're going to be the Cork Dorks. Yeah. Oh, there's the Green Bay Booyah. Right. Two in the same league. Yep. Which is actually a dish. Booyah is a dish? Booyah is a dish. It's like one of those things. I thought it was just that thing that Stuart Scott said all the time. That's what I thought when I first read it, too, and then I looked into it. It's like one of those things that you make in like a huge cauldron. You make a ton of it at a time. It's like okay. a, a group gathering type stew. Everybody contributes to this? It's a it's a party? It's like a party punch? Uh, it's not jungle juice or anything <laughs> like that, but uh, it's just got a whole bunch of random vegetables and meats and everything in it and just like every region kind of has like something like that yeah the the cork dorks name i'm assuming it's based on just the a lot wine. of wine yeah. wineries we have it's here the in wineries Northern yeah Michigan. the night's sponsored by uh bonobo okay um and uh yeah cork dorks is kind of what they call uh wine nerds okay they refer to them as cork dorks okay so that's, a, that's an interesting. I like what they are doing this season. The the Pitts Bitters. Mm-hmm. They seem to be having a lot of these like fun theme nights. Me, I have, I'm very excited about Ted Lasso night. Being the giant Ted Lasso fan that I am, who also went as Ted Lasso for Halloween, uh, and was so convincing that I had that I had people come up to me want to take my picture. As Ted Lasso, it was a lot of fun, you know, mm-hmm. shaving the beard for the first time, growing out the stash. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be on vacation during Ted Lasso night, so I won't be going to and, Ted and Lasso I'm going to be night. on vacation during the Cork Dorkers night. Are you? Night. The Cork Dorks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. I, Harrison said that they, they, like, sent him a box of swag. I'm... He got a box of swag and we yeah. didn't get anything. Yeah, like a, like a sh- like a like a hat and a shirt or jersey or something like that. What did we do, Mickey? I don't know. Huh? All right. Yeah, did uh, it must be just TV so that they'd wear it on TV. Maybe that's we don't probably have that visual component. That is, uh, yeah, we don't. So, well, that's fine. So he got a shirt. He got a cork door. It was like he said it was like a whole box of stuff. Wow, nice. Well, good for Harrison Beebe, seven four sports director. Rocking that cork dork swag. He was just assuming that he's well, like, the oh, you go to the office, there'll be a box for you. Just assuming that we would get it too. Maybe, you know, maybe we did. It just got, you know, stolen by someone. Here, Hijacked. Like, oh, Hijacked by Allison. We, we want that. Isn't she the one that goes through our mail? So, I don't know. I don't know, but I know <laughs> that my mail is always opened when I get it. I know. Um, don't send anything uh, super secret to us at right. work. <laughs> or, it, or anthrax. It, it all, it all. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> it, it's all red before it gets to us, usually. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. I know they've got some other stuff going on as well, but, like, it seems that they've got... Th- the ownership seems like they're trying to make it an experience and not just baseball, mm-hmm. right? Not that there's anything wrong with just baseball, uh, 
Yeah. I love just There's baseball. nothing wrong with adding to it. Um, but yeah, they seem to be kind of taking on that that trend of making minor league baseball an experience that mm-hmm. is beyond just the game itself. So yeah, and they're gonna have a game that's gonna be played down in Grand Rapids this year at the the Whitecaps Park, mm-hmm. which is I mean Joe Chamberlain who owns the Pittsburghers is uh, basically one of the co-owners of the Whitecaps too. Um, but uh, so it's interesting that they're playing a game at either against Battle Creek or Kalamazoo. I can't remember. One of the in-state teams are playing a neutral site game kind of at the White Cap Stadium. So uh, last thing that I wanted to get to real quick, uh, and it's more just a preview of, of what's to come this, uh, this Sunday. Uh, we, uh, I'm working currently on a, a feature uh, following up on uh, that incident, uh, I think, at the end of like right around like mid uh, to to late April, um, Jeff Bruner, uh, an umpire, a softball umpire, uh, had a heart attack and uh, nearly died. And fortunate uh, to have uh, th- three people on the Kingsley softball team: uh, Jason Hamilton, Jason Roloffs, uh, and Matt Lyon, as well as uh, several others there managed to to save his life and and just the way that all turned out you know i know that i wrote about it and i'm sure some people have read it but it's just it's incredible how fortunate he was and how everything had to fall in place to make sure that his life was saved uh that night um jason roloffs was supposed to he doesn't usually drive his squad car to uh, to, to games. Uh, he, he's a deputy with the Grand Traverse County Sheriff's Department. Uh, but he drove his, uh, he, uh, he was in a meeting that ran late, and he drove his squad car there that night. And that's the only reason that they had an AED, one of those portable portable devices with the uh, defibrillator on there and monitor, and was able to shock him back to life and um, and, and save his life. I had a chance uh, last week to sit down with uh, Jeff, who is recovering from uh, triple bypass surgery, and uh, that story will be coming out uh, on Sunday. It'll be our main centerpiece in our Sunday sports section, and it'll be inter- it'll be really cool. It'll be uh, a fun moment uh, on Saturday when, hopefully, if he gets uh, clearance from his doctor, uh, he'll be heading out to Kingsley. Uh, to meet with Jason, Jason, and Matt for the first time in person uh, since the, since that happened. So make sure you look for that uh, on Sunday. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And we had a story, um, I don't know if you read it or not, but like a year or so ago about high schools and the increasing, how, how much increasingly common it is for them to have AEDs and for each team to have its own. Yeah. That they can take with them on the road and all and all this and uh, just how it's becoming more and more commonpla- commonplace around high school athletics all over. Yeah, the kind of what what Jeff wants to see happen out of this is he wants AEDs now at every remote site where uh, where games are being played. Like they were at the high school and there's a AED in the high school, but someone would have had to run into the high school, yeah, unlock the hike. door find where the AED was, you know, in the school, and then run it back. Um, whereas for Jason, all he had to do was run to his squad car, grab it. And, I mean, it was a – in that situation, it was a matter of minutes, maybe seconds, in terms of whether or not, you know, Jeff was going to live. And the fact that it worked out the way that it does. I mean, I got – when I was talking to Jeff and his wife uh, last Thursday, I, was, I got goosebumps when he was telling me about it. And, you know, just kind of the – perspective that he has now uh, coming out of this it's uh it should be a really good story and uh it'll be very cool when when they get a chance to meet uh again on uh, on saturday Mm -hmm. so all right well let's go ahead and get into our athlete interview this week we had on trevor city central golfers shea harmison and cam peters All right, it is, it is our pleasure right now to welcome in two Traverse City Central golfers, Shea Harmison and Cam Peters. 
Thank you both for joining us on the Get Around Podcast, episode 218. You guys just got off the golf course. You are rocking your TC Central gear. Uh, and coming off a win, how are you feeling about today? And then how are you feeling about the season and how everything's going? Every time we get scores in, you guys are playing well. Um, I mean, I'm feeling really good right now. I mean, we played well today. I mean, we won our home tournament. And then for myself, I played well. I tied for first and then lost in a playoff, sadly, but still hit the ball well and had a good round. What were the uh, final scores? Um, I finished with a 71. So even par, the country club. Unbelievable. <laughs> we just have a lot of – we're really deep. Yeah. You know? I mean, our JV came in third place in a varsity tournament, so just to have guys like that is crazy. I mean, yeah. if, you're, if your JV is shooting under 330, you have a, it's just a lot of players. Yeah, yeah you, had that, you had that one tournament where between the varsity and JV, you had 10 guys shoot yeah. under 80. Yeah. I mean, the course, That's there crazy. Was, the course there was a little bit easier, but yeah. it, still, yeah, it still allowed us to score and gave us the opportunity to go low, which I know when we first got done seeing a 284, which last year our lowest was 302. Before that, I think we beat our lowest score by this year by 25 strokes in that round. Yeah. So, I mean, we were all surprised. We thought it was a school record. Little did we know it wasn't, but... A two, 278, 278, 10 under. 278, 10 under was, was a school record. Wow, when was that set? I think 2004, three or four, I believe. Yeah. Back when Lober was the coach. Lober. They had three D1 commits, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, it's not often that a team will break 300, breaking right? Breaking 300 oh, yeah. is If you're breaking insane. 300, you're probably – if you break 300 twice in state finals, you'll probably win it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's our goal right now. Yeah. How often are you shooting at or near par? Are um, you a scratch golfer? I am, yeah. My handicap's a point one. Okay. Right now, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's say, fluctuates yeah. in that range. I'd say you, everyone. Could on you imagine varsity, being that good? Everyone on our varsity is probably around it. It's, it's somewhere in like yeah. a one handicap. We're all we're we have a deep team, which is really Any, nice. Anyone can be anyone on our varsity. I mean, yeah. sure. Our last tournament, our six beat everyone else. Yeah. Which Cameron Mansfield, he's a very good sophomore. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we just have the. We're deep that we have to have, like, challenges within our own team for some tournaments that we don't bring six to. We'll bring five. So we have to have challenges within our team to see who's coming just because we're all capable of going out there and playing well. Yeah. When did mm-hmm. it click? When did the game of golf click for you and, and for both of you, actually? I think for me, I started my freshman year, so I was a late start. I'm sorry, you started golfing as a freshman? I would played every once in a while, but I started doing tournaments. My first tournament was my first freshman year high school tournament. I started golfing when I was like nine years old, and then my goal is to play bogey golf. That's so I never truly kept my own score. So figuring out, I think I shot ninety two that day, and it was I didn't know if that was good or bad back then. But and then just progressing over the summers and working a lot at it. Does hockey translate well? Yeah, that was going to be my next question. I think, yeah, I think for me it does because I, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't our best player. I mean, I was all right, had capability, but Top for me, score. yeah, I was able, I'm, I'm a good, I can shoot the puck. So, I mean, I think the rotation and, like, transferring of weight helps me with clubs because I'm able to turn and transfer in golf a lot better and swing through the ball. Because I've noticed over the years there's a lot of people that are on the golf team and the hockey team, which... Yeah, on the surface, it. doesn't necessarily seem like a sports to go hand in hand, but it 50, really seems to. I'd say I think there yeah. was. I think we counted. It was like there's there's a almost lot of over half kids. of our hockey team is yeah. on the golf team this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cam, when did it click for you? Do you remember? I, like you're like, oh, I'm good at golf now. Uh, my I started. I was not very good. I played nine whole tournaments. Probably when I was like twelve. I, I would shoot like 46s. I mean, it was fine, but the courses were super easy, and we played it really short. But I started playing good probably after my freshman year summer. So we didn't play my freshman year. I played in a couple good tournaments that summer during COVID, and I played a lot during COVID. And every day of the summer, I was just out at the resort. That's where I play. I'm a member there. Just played a bunch. I was there from 9 to... Seven seven at night. Yeah, hitting balls, playing. I probably played two rounds a day during COVID. So, 
What's the uh, strongest part of your game? Mine's definitely my my uh, fairway to green, probably irons. I had a lot of greens, but putting putting definitely needs some work. What's that one club that you can you know you will always hit well? Uh, eight iron. Eight iron's just the club. Oh my god, know. really? Yeah. I threw my eight iron away because <laughs> I just I could not I I could never figure it out for some reason. But how far do you usually hit your eight iron? It's like 160. 160, yeah. like 165 is my eight iron distance. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'll use my seven for. But I get you. All right. What about you? What's your What's your favorite club to hit, or what's the one you know that my, if you're struggling, you can go to that and it'll it'll fix you? I'm not gonna lie. I think mine might be my eight iron as well. It just I'm very confident when I step up with that club. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is mind-boggling to me but you know don't take offense to that at all it's just the eight iron was a club when i'm like i actually got rid of all of my even irons (laughs) yeah for some i I think it was just like a mental part for me like i i saw the those as like the in-between clubs that i couldn't hit like i can hit a three a five a seven a nine and then and pitch but for some reason those even irons were death to me i'm an even iron even iron type of person when i but my pre-round warm-up is sure. a wedge and then i hit an eight iron and i hit a four iron and then i go through my woods so it's always those even numbers for me what's the weird what's the weirdest club you guys have in your bag do you have like an an, an odd one i mean my odd one's probably like my hybrid but i i hit it well but i mean yeah i don't have like a weird club really but uh for me i think what people think is weird is i have for my 60 degree it's not a just a normal wedge looking. It's a high toe, so it's higher toe, so the face is bigger, and then it's grooves all the way through, so I get a lot more spin with it. So I mean, for me, I didn't like it at first, but I've grown. It's grown, and I know he does not like it. It's, it looks disgusting. <laughs> I can't believe he hits it. <laughs> so it's actually shaped like a wedge. It's like a solid. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's yeah. like a wedge here, but then it goes like the toe comes up more like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's more like a triangle, like a right, right triangle almost. Yeah. It's kind of like a. It could be more. Like a right yeah. yeah. What's the weight I, on okay, that? Yeah, the the balance on that seems. It could be. It's. I don't know. It works fine for me. When I swing it, I kind of. I tend to pull the ball a little bit. Okay. That club. I have a weird one like that. It, it, it's it's called like the alien wedge is yeah. what it's called that I use. I just use it for sand because it's got that weight to it. Yeah. And hit it out of the sand and it's like yeah it's like. 50 some degree wedge or something 58 something like that i've swung it before because it's, it's nice just, for it's, a, out of the sand. it's just a weird looking club but it yeah, is a weird looking club i also have a 10 iron a what now i have a 10 iron i didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> <laughs> like a pitching wedge it's basically like a pitching wedge was there uh, a piece of advice that you got while you were playing that helped bring the game you know closer to to where you're at now you know, for for me, it was a lot of things. It was, you know, focus on a dimple on the back of the ball, picture yourself hitting through the ball, you know, all those little things that I have to tell myself to hit the ball as well as I can and then shank it into the woods and curse. Um, I think for me, I think it was last year or two years ago, one of my teammates, Max Shane, told me that basically if you're playing a par 72, if you can go one over through every three holes, you'll shoot a 78. So, I mean, I started with that, and then I've slowly gone to, like, one over through four, one over through five. I mean, one o- one over through six holes now, kind of somewhere in there. 75? Is a 75. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't, like, if I make a bogey, it's like, all right, par, par, maybe, par. Maybe a birdie. Maybe a birdie in there, and then you just have the ability to stay at that. You play at five holes t- at a time instead of 18 complete holes. So it's like m- mini battles, I guess. See, that's, I mean, the mental part of the game is... Enormous. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if people really understand just how big the mental part of mental part of the golf game is. Uh, I stopped keeping score for a while just because it was uh, I couldn't get past the score. Like that's all that I was caring about. Uh, and then I got to the point where I'm like, all right, if you can just shoot, if you can average five a hole, that was my that's I mean that's my goal now. I call it Brendan Parr. If I can shoot Brendan Parr, I'm happy because that'll be a 90 uh, at the end of the day. How difficult was it for you guys to manage the mental part of golf? I don't know. I never really thought too much of it, really, to be honest. 
So you're just kind of a laid-back kid and you don't... I, yeah, when I started playing, I really... I didn't really like golf, to be honest, when I started playing. And so I didn't really care too much about it. And then I, when I started playing better, I started to like it more. I start, I care now, but, you know, like, if you if you have a bad hole... I, I've, I've thought about this. If you have a bad hole, if you just think of, it, of yourself like having that bad hole, it's just going to lead to more bad holes. And honestly, you just got to forget about it. Every shot, right when you hit it, you just got to forget about it right away. You know, if it's a good one, just stay, just stay level the whole time. But uh, for me, I always my beginning years, I always struggled with if I knew what I was at, like my score wise, I would try to like do something stupid maybe to get lower. So I slowly tried to just not look at the scores, see where I was at. So that helped a little bit. But then once I started shooting lower, it was harder for me to not know what I was at I mean like for today I went into 18 I was two under through 17 and then doubled 18 to shoot even but that was one of those where I was like oh this is let me just do this to shoot even lower does the hockey help with that a little bit like in hockey do you have to kind of forget about it somebody somebody runs you into the boards you have to forget about it or in hockey, you kind of try to you you remember that, and I'm gonna, I'm going to get yeah, that guy you back. Remember it, right? You remember sure. everything. <laughs> what I mean. Got a better yeah. memory in hockey. <laughs> it's always those. Hockey's a game where you remember it for weeks. You just wait till the next game comes. Yeah, it comes to it. So you talk about forgetting shots, but is there a shot that you remember? Is there one shot on the course where I mean, have either of you hit a hole in one? Just did. I had one around a month ago. Oh. Very yeah. nice. In competition? No, it was I was just out playing with buddies. Okay. But yeah. Where at? Uh, the country club. Okay. It was on hole seven. How many times do you think you've played that course? Too and, many to count. And how many times do you think you've played? Like, what's your favorite course over at the resort? Probably just Wolverine. Yeah. But yeah, I don't even know how many times I've played it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's probably a lot. A lot of money for my parents' bill out there. On, on the account. <laughs> <laughs> is that the the kind of the biggest thing is con- just consistently playing the game and getting yeah, better? It's, yeah. yeah, it's all just all just keep on. You just got to, yeah, every I think, day. I think for me personally, when I was younger, I focused more on like, I'd practice every day in the summer. I'd go Bay Meadows, hit the range, chip and putt, do all of this. But then where I'd get killed was I would never really like fully play and so my soft, after my sophomore year, that summer, I got a job at the country club, and I started. I was able to play out there, so I started playing a lot more, and I think that's what's really kept me going and helped me so much is because you can get so many different chips and stuff on a course than you can just at the range or anything. Just all these shots that you have to feel and know that you can only get out there. Yeah, Do you mm-hmm. ever feel rusty? Like, does that, oh, yeah. does that happen sometimes? I mean, yeah. not in season. Not but we but. we play all winter at Bay Meadows inside, so never really rusty when we just come back for the start of the season. But okay. if you don't play for a while, yeah, for sure. I know for me, at the end of last summer, I took like I think it was a week and a half off of just not playing, and I came back and I felt actually pretty good, which was surprising. But you can definitely feel rusty. I don't know. For me, I know we most of the time like we'll say we feel rusty, and that's because we haven't played in two days, and then we just step up. We step up to the tee, and we just hit balls. I mean, for most of the time, I don't really warm up. Ever. Oh, yeah. If I'll I'm hit a few playing, putts. If I'm just playing, I don't warm up, really. I feel like we almost play better without a warm-up. Yeah. You don't think about it. Is there a favorite course that you guys – is it just your home course that you like, or is there one outside uh, that you – My favorite course is Kingsley Club. That's my favorite course I've ever played. Uh – I have no clue. I've played a lot. I I played one in uh, where did I play? Bahamas. Yeah, the Bahamas. In uh, it's called. It was at Bahamar Resort. It was just perfect. I mean, yeah, just to play out there in a different country. It's completely different, but. And was that like on the water? Uh yeah, there mm-hmm. was some holes on uh the ocean right on the Bahamas. Okay. It was called what was it called? Blue uh, Royal Blue. Okay. Have you guys ever played Arcadia Bluffs? I've played the South Course. Yeah, South. I've never okay. played the Bluffs. I've not played the Bluffs. Okay. Yeah, that is a bucket list item yes. of yeah. mine. Uh, for you guys, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for I'll, sure. I'll end up out there sometime this summer. Yeah. Is there uh, a, a PGA course that you guys want to play? 
I've played both the courses at Torrey Pines. Oh, really? Yeah, those were fun. It was... I was too young to remember all of it, but I was old enough that I remember a few shots. Okay. I remember some of it. None of the golf, though. Okay. But it was a really cool place. I've played at Oakland Hills down in Detroit, the one... The clubhouse burnt burnt on fire. Oh, okay. Actually, we both played Detroit Golf Club this year for a high school tournament, which is where they do the rocket rocket mortgage mortgage in Detroit. Mm -hmm. That one was fun. Yeah. It's a little rep, a lot of repetition though. Same hole over and over. Oakland Hills, I think they had the Ryder Cup there. Yes. Like a decade ago or so. What what events do you have coming up soon Um, before before regionals? For me, tomorrow I have a qualifier, which is outside of high school. But then I know Friday we play at Ferris State for a Friday-Saturday tournament for Cat Key Cardinal Invite. Okay, so wait. So you had you shot an eagle today. I did have an eagle, yeah. You didn't even bring that up? No, we had to pull a hole-in-one out of him. I, th- I thought about it. That was, I hit eight iron into that green, so I thought about it when we were talking about the eight iron. <laughs> but, yeah, you yeah. definitely should have been like, yeah. Yeah, my eight iron is so good. I, how you hold it out? No, I was. It was a par five, seventeen. It okay. Was, it's something. It's like five hundred yards. Four ninety five. Yeah. I had driver in, and then I had around. I think it was one seventy three, from the fairway, and I had an eight iron to probably three feet, and then tapped in the eagle. What's your average yardage on, on a drive? What do you usually hit? It really varies. It. We've had a lot of wind this year, so it's hard to sell. Yeah, it it's up there, like high two hundreds. Okay, yeah, maybe two, low three. I had a couple over three hundred today, and then yeah, I had some that were probably two seventy. Yeah, is there a better <laughs> feeling than connecting on a really good drive? Draining a long putt. Yeah, okay. I think in my opinion, because I am a lot more confident with my driver than I am my putter. That's what I've been struggling with recently. So anything outside of ten feet feels really good. Yeah. To make. Usually one thing I ask most of the golfers is I'm like, okay, so if, so if somebody is starting golfing, um, what what advice do you give them? If somebody who's just, just picking up the sticks for the first time, they're like, like a freshman or something. For me, it's find what works and play with it. So if you slice the ball, I mean, you can do everything you want to fix it, but if you're playing around, don't try and fix it mid-round. Just play the slice. So aim. for me, I found out one of these things for teeing off is if you're going to cut the ball so it's going to move left to right, go to the right side of the tee box and aim left, and it, most of the time will end up straight. Mm-hmm. And then same thing, vice versa. If you move the ball right to left, go to the left side of the tee box. So, I mean, someone in there, so just play what you have and use that. James and I try to do that. We try to play our slice, and then we'll play our slice, and it'll just and go straight. And then I will <laughs> hit it perfectly straight. Yeah, straight into the, straight into the woods. <laughs> How about you, Cam? I don't know. Just don't, I, I just want to think about your score. When I think about my score, I mean, today I, I blew up a little bit. And then I didn't think about my score because I was already decent amount over par. And I finished out, out well. So, I mean, just if you don't think about your score from the start, then you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You birdied the same hole that he eagled. Yeah. It, it was a very easy hole. Today. It was straight downwind. It was downwind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of scores, let's get in a heads up. All right. All right. We will go. We'll go two rounds each, and uh, winner will take bragging rights at the end. James and I are like the first week was <coughs> really bad, uh, but Awful. since then we've been getting pretty, pretty good at this. Yeah, but, we'll uh, for this one. We'll, yeah, great, uh, great talk us up now. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to go first or do you want to go second? We'll go second. We'll go second. Second, it is. All right. Let's do. Uh, wish you were here. So you guys can pick your own category, okay. by the way. All right. Yeah, Sweet. I always have to say this. Yeah. James and I are going to do Wish You Were Here. <clears throat> the first week we did Accents and Impressions, which was fun. That was fun. a debacle. Um, <clears throat> last week we did Sound It Out, right, which was you couldn't say any words. You only had to make noises. That was fun. Uh, we have yet to have the courage to do karaoke or one where you have to sing. Um, I won't. So, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we will either. Like. I felt weird enough making a goose noise on this podcast last week, which is something I mean, that happened. I don't know how you would make a, you make a goose noise. A goose noise? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Huh? 
Yeah. Right. See, yeah. now I feel weird just doing that. All right. So, wish you were here. Test your knowledge with this uh, deck of famous landmarks and travel destinations. Guess the location without using any of the words on the card and without rhyming. For an extra challenge, try not saying any proper location names at all. No, we're not going to do the extra challenge. Yeah. So, all right. So, you're just going to try to describe to me a place, <coughs> and we're going to try to try to win. Uh, it's in Florida. They have whales. SeaWorld? Yes. Oh, no. Uh, this is an island in Canada. Nova Scotia? Uh, yes. Um, uh, it's a famous a famous road in California. And Route 66? Named after something that cowboys do. Go to. Uh, Rodeo Drive? Yes. Uh, this is in... Um, I can't say the name of it. It's also in California. It's a thing where they... Put stuff in the sidewalks with famous people on it. Um, oh, man's Chinese theater. No, no uh, what's, ho- what's Hollywood the... Walk of Fame. Yes. <laughs> uh, this was the tallest building in the Sears in Tower? the world. Uh, Willis no, Tower, New York, not not the World Trade Center. Empire State Building. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is where Santa lives. North Pole. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't mean to be uh, doing this, this well. Is, this is uh, the bodies of water surrounding our state. Uh, Great Lakes. Yes. We're not going to get another one off. <laughs> you don't think so? We have time? Ah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. There's no way. Oh, Sorry, no. guys. <laughs> All right, no let's, let's see how many we got that there. That was our first time ever doing that category. Yeah, that was the first time doing that category. That, that anybody's category. done that category in this game. Okay, we only got we got seven. <laughs> okay, so we only got, last week we got eight. We each got eight on the la- on, on last week. So you guys have a chance. Oh, um, no. Okay. Uh, it is the uh, in New York, Canada. Uh, Niagara the, Falls. Yep. Uh, it's the place in New York. It's the very famous uh, place where a lot of people go in New York City. Uh, it's the Radio it, Center. Uh, not uh, no. It's Central Park. I couldn't figure. No, nope, not this one either. That was the Guggenheim. Uh, there are. Uh, no, get rid of that one too. I'm not. I got nothing on this one. Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden. Yep. Uh, it's the place where where the pagans were at. Uh, people wonder how they were. Oh, all the things were formed. Yeah, yeah. Crap, I can't uh, remember the name of it. Uh, rock. Stonehenge. There it is. Yeah. Uh, it is. Nope, not that one either. Uh, nope, not that one either. Uh, it's where you are buried if you're in the military. It's in Washington. Oh, Carlington? Yes. Get down. Uh, we're going to give ourselves that one. Didn't get it. How are you guys feeling about this? Not Not good. good. (laughs) (laughs) Not good. Not good. Sorry, man. I did... I was bad on that one. We only got three. So we're going to pass on. We only got ten. We... Central Park, uh, the Guggenheim, Rainforest... Yosemite, Notting Hill. So, oh, so we got, yeah, we got four. Um, okay. So we got 11. So we got 11 total. You guys need to. So that's not six and six. You guys got to get six and six. So here are your choices. You guys can do, you guys can do the one we just did. You can do sound it out, which you got to make noises. Uh, work it, which is careers, jobs, things like that. Uh, totally nobody, 80s. Nobody's picked that one yet. Yeah, no, they did it last the... Uh, oh, yeah. They, they did, did it last, yeah, week. last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, animals Gone Wild, which is just animals. You Making have to describe those. Uh, blockbuster movies, if you guys know a lot of movies. Uh, <laughs> accents and impressions, you guys don't want to do that one. Uh, karaoke night, you got to sing. Harry Potter, Star Wars. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. Now, I give... I always give the op- the option of doing this. You can do just kidding, which is the one for kids. It's the little one for little kids. You can do that. It's easy. It's like colors and shapes. No. And, and if you really want to win, you can do that one, and you'll probably beat us in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> or you guys can do which uh, animals. So like yes, yeah, animals. Animals. Is it like the, is it like <laughs> SNL animals. Jeopardy? <laughs> Am I allowed to make noises for the animals? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh God! Does <laughs> the kids one like the SNL Jeopardy? Would it, would you be so audio here? Like, it would just come out. We'll and go, just Asia. We'll just we'll just we'll just do. Oh, 
We'll look at it. We'll just look at a Just Kidding real quick All right. and see what it is. <clears throat> so this is what Just Kidding would be. So a candle. It would be birthday. What's on a birthday cake, right? Probably better than what I would have said. A game that you play. Yeah. Hide and seek. Right, butterfly. Right. Seems easy. Yeah. If you guys want to do Just Kidding, you can. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. You want to do so Just, just kidding? kidding? We'll do Just <coughs> Kidding. <coughs> All right. You got first. You put it on your forehead first. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Whoever wants it. I got it first. We move it. I hit, yeah, just hit play. Hit play. Turn sideways here. Where does this go? I tip down for good. Down if you get it right, and uh, then up if you want to pass. Uh, it's like shiny. You get it in Fortnite. The It's like a currency. Not silver, precious, but precious not metal. Silver, Gold? Yes. Uh, it's a shape that has th three sides. Triangle? Yep. Nice. Uh, it's a tower that you build at the beach. Sandcastle? Yep. Nice. Uh, it's it's uh, like a movie company thing at... AMC? No, like the one-eyed... Uh, Parrot? Mike Wazowski? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Monsters, Inc.? Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's a game, like, the most popular at school. Fortnite? What? No, sport? like a sport game. Sports. Football? Yes. Uh, not the city, but the... Cows and sheep. You live on it on the peninsula. Farm? Yeah. Uh, in the cold, like the Arctic animal. Penguin? Yep. Uh, like, okay. Yeah. All right. It wasn't bad. Sammy, what do you, you got there? <clears throat> Seven. Seven. Okay. All right. So you need five. <laughs> Don't choke. Can I step up? <laughs> oh, come on now. Put it up on your forehead. <laughs> uh, use it in the morning. Toothbrush? Yeah. Uh, kick a ball into a net. Soccer? Yeah, we're done. Uh, use this to cook ramen sometimes. Uh, pot? No. Um, electrical. Electrical, yeah. Opens and closes. Above your stove normally. You reheat things in this? Reheat it. Where microwave? you cook your mac and cheese, microwave? yeah. Uh, I just got one. Not a Not dog. Not a dog. Cat. Yeah. Ball game, I think. Um, yeah. We ate this a lot oh, during pizza. hockey. Pizza? No. Noodles. Pasta? A type of it with meatballs. Alfredo? Meatballs. <laughs> Spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, a bigger version of an iPhone. iPad. Yeah. Uh, I hit a, I <laughs> went under one of these in golf today. Big things in the golf Tree. course. Yes. It's got leaves. And jump, spin thing. Yeah. All right. That is a that is a win for TC Central Golf. Oh boy. Let's see. I didn't know how to say of leaves. Yeah, 14. 14 to 12. That was the seven, final. Seven. Well, boys, thank you so much. Sweet. Really thank appreciate it. Thanks thank for being good sports and playing that. Easy. I mean, it's not like it's that simple. No, it's it's it it isn't. But yeah. uh, you guys leave here victorious with bragging rights. Thanks for being on the Get Around Podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks again to Cam and Shay for joining us here after their rounds of golf over at the Traverse City Country Club. Uh, a beautiful day to golf. Certainly wish that I could have been out there on the course. Mm -hmm. uh, I've only gotten out once this year. How many times have you played so far? Uh, once of actual on the course golf, and then okay. uh, once or twice at X Golf. Yeah. Well, our, like our good once friend before the season, and then like one or two during the winter. Our good friend Harrison Beebe, who has enjoying all of that cork dork swag, which I, I feel like is a, a, a tongue twister, cork dork swag. It's difficult to say. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he just got uh, a new set of clubs. He was telling me about um, the new driver that he got. He was telling me that he he can bomb it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I imagine he'll be beating me on a consistent basis here pretty soon. So... Uh, but uh, so far, he wasn't very happy with the irons, though. 
So well, he hasn't got the hang of I, irons yet. Again, you know, when you get new clubs, it takes uh, it takes a little bit to, mm-hmm. to figure out. Even yeah. one club, it takes a little bit. Like, I'm I I'm just now starting to hit my new uh, 56 degree wedge. Well, I had a 56 degree wedge that was one of my most consistent clubs in my bag, and then I snapped that one in half. Not in anger, it just broke on a swing. <laughs> Uh, and the head of the golf club actually went farther than the ball itself when I hit it. It was just one of those. I think I uh, saw you do that once before. I broke my driver. Yeah. In in your company, I did that. Yeah. But that was that on was a swing. followed by some cursing. That was on a swing. Well, yeah, because I was done for the like. I didn't have a driver, and that was uh, that was. Weren't we at the range before? Or was that a different time that I had? I know I had broken my driver a couple of times. Yeah. I don't think it broke on the... Uh, maybe. I just I, swing I too hard. I think we were... That was like, what, Bay Meadows? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, interlocking. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, again, Shay, Cam, thank you, and I uh, appreciate you guys playing Heads Up uh, with us as well. Uh, we are now through two and three, I believe. Something like that, yeah, because we went back to 500 last week. Yeah, so... We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. We'll eventually we'll we'll retire the heads up game, but uh, it, it's it's fun for now. So let's get into our get around Hall of Fame and our nominations for the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan as our athletes of the week. I'm gonna take two this week, like I said, from Elk Rapids, and just based on how they've been playing this season, uh, it, it it seems only fair that they they get in together because. Oftentimes we've seen them score. F- one will score four goals, the other will s- score three, and then they'll they'll trade off. But uh, both Kendall Stanfest and Lauren Bingham uh, from Elk Rapids, uh, they helped the Elks uh, reach victory number twelve. Also, uh, ten of those twelve wins have been shutouts. They've allowed only five goals on the season. Uh, but Kendall Stanfest had four goals against North Bay. Uh, she now has 17 on the season, uh, w- along with uh, 12 assists. Lauren Bingham had three goals in that game. She had a hat trick, uh, and she has 29 goals and six assists. So those two right there for the seventh-ranked Elks, they are my nominees uh, and soon-to-be inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame. Yeah, mine will be Hunter Jones from Benzie Central. Uh, I know he's been in before, but uh, set the 800 school record. Also ran a PR in the eight hundred in the eight hundred at the uh, meet that Benzie Central was at, at the Claire Invitational this weekend, and uh, n- so that was a PR for him in the one fifty four seven point seven in the eight hundred. But then he also won the sixteen hundred in f- in four fourteen, won the thirty two hundred in nine fifty, and was part of the winning thirty two hundred relay team. And I can't remember which one it was. I was talking to Isaac Kelly, and he was saying that uh, one of the races that he finished, he pretty much had to go from the finish line of one race to the starting line of another one. And everything he was in was distance. So, and he and he still won all four. Is he, do you think that by the end of his career, because he's just a junior, right? Do you think that he will be the best runner to come out of northern michigan we were talking about this saturday night he's already trending on that i mean yeah i mean uh you know he'd have to pass somebody like you know an anthony barry um but i mean what he's done so far in his career man i wouldn't put it by him not at all i mean his winning state titles every year just uh, that's just what Hunter Jones does. Yeah, just win state titles. You know, I mean, you know, he won the titles a freshman, and I don't. It wasn't particularly close, even. All right. Well, congratulations to our latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame. They are Elk Rapids, Kendall Stanfest, and Lauren Bingham, as well as Benzie Central's Hunter Jones. Moving on to the end of the show, wrapping things up here with our duo Lipa and. With three Game 7s that we had on Sunday, like I mentioned before, Bucks, Celtics, Mavericks, and Suns, and then the Penguins and the Rangers in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, if you had to, to to win the championship, I mean, you can 
obviously go to hockey, baseball, and, and basketball as those three, and you can you can have walk-offs on all three of those. I mean, buzzer beater mm-hmm. on the uh, in basketball, walk-off in, in baseball, and then uh, a sudden death or, or overtime goal in, in hockey. So. I, I got to experience that. I don't think it was a game seven. I think it was game six for the uh, for the Blackhawks. I got to experience that uh, that moment of um, where they scored. I think it was two goals in thirty seven seconds, something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, that was a very very cool moment for them to to win the the, the Stanley Cup. Um, mm. But if you had to set up a, a Game 7 championship-winning moment for your favorite team, what would it be? I'd have to go baseball. You know, go with the you know the Tigers in a Game 7. Uh, just just being at a Game 7 would be so awesome because you, you'd kind of just be hanging on every pitch. You know, whereas, uh, like as my wife talks likes to say, you know, in basketball you only need to watch the last five minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and... Not necessarily hockey, but I mean hockey. You can just kind of you can get a lead and then play defense at the end, mm-hmm. where you're just completely playing defense. Um, but a, a baseball walk off winner would be just in a game seven would just be crazy. When he's like, when was the last one? I think was it Joe Carter? That was to win the World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the last walk off game yeah. seven. That, that was the, that was the, the World Series. That was to win the whole. The whole thing. Um, and that's a way back. Yeah. I mean, 93, I think. 92, 93, something like that. Yeah. Around there. Yeah, early 90s, yeah. So so it hasn't been a while. It's been a while since that's happened, even. So I think that would be something pretty sweet. I mean, hockey, you get that where hockey games are one goal a lot. One goal games. I mean, so it's always pretty close. But yeah. to have that in baseball would be something. So who do you Extra want special. on the Tigers to hit the uh, the walk off? Um, I mean, if it was like if you were saying like the Tigers could come back this year and be in the series or something, yeah, when they've started so horribly. Um, you know, it would be awesome if you know like Miggy could go out just retire on, on a walk off. Yeah, that would be pretty darn sweet, and you know, and to beat like the Dodgers and and the team that they have or something. That'd be pretty sweet. See, and that's, uh, do you, in a game seven, I mean, the ultimate game seven for baseball would be a walk-off. But, I mean, I, at, at this point, for my Chicago White Sox, uh, I, I think that I would want to see Liam Hendricks on the mound closing out game seven, you know, and put it in the most high-pressure situation. Right, have them only up by one. Have the bases loaded, two outs. Right, and even you know what? Hell, make a a three zero count. And he swings, and and the batter swings on a, on a three zero. Freddie Freeman from the Dodgers. We'll make it Freddie Freeman from the Dodgers. He he gets the green light uh, on a three zero, mm-hmm. uh, and you know pops it up, and. Tim Anderson at shortstop catches it on the south side of Chicago. Everything explodes, including my head, because my White Sox fandom is is such that I think I probably would pass out from from the joy. But uh, yeah, I, I think that either that or I mean he just three ninety nine mile an hour fastballs blows it right by him, and then you get the standard Liam Hendricks screaming, yelling, swearing. Uh, celebration uh, in a game seven. I think that's probably how I would uh, how I would do it. But I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see my right now with the way they're playing. I don't see my White Sox making it to the World Series in 2022. Yeah, or the or the Tigers. Probably not. I think uh, I'm I'm hoping that they will just ha- have some meaningful October baseball at this point. But who knows if that's going to be the case. All right, well, that will wrap up episode 218 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, Appreciate all of our listeners slash audible viewers out there tuning in. 
this has been uh, a great show. Uh, James, thanks for uh, being here, as always. And again, thank you to Traverse City Central golfers Shea Harmison and Camp Peters. We will be back next week, hopefully, with uh, another pair of guests here in the studio. But for James Cook, I am Brendan Queeley. This has been episode 218, and that is now in the books. Thank you.